Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. I'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what I'm going to ask, and I don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and professor, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. It's my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting on my left is a comedian, Christine Marie. Hello, how do you do? Hello, Christine. Thanks for coming to class today. Um, you're going to have to do more than have a charming laugh okay. to get good grades in this class. I, I think we can handle it. Okay, we're counting on you. Sitting on my right is artist and activist, Brandon Stroud. How's it going? It's going well, Mr. I need, Stroud. How I, are you? I'm doing great. I need to find some more things to be an activist for. Yes. Now that you mention it, but I'll, uh, I'll work on it. And sitting directly across from me from Pittsburgh is comedian Rob Spear. Hi. Um, how low are your standards for activism? Because I could use somebody to help kind of fight for me. <laughs> I've never been introduced that way, so they're pretty low at this point. But I'm, uh... All right. Um, as your host, it's my job to ask you guys and all of my students listening at home questions from across the breadth and width of human learning. And as any good teacher would do, grade your answers. Absolutely. I submit. The student with the highest grade at the end of class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. All right. All right. I'm so in. And so you should be. And bragging rights. Uh, Well, that's on the table, too. We're dating. (laughs) I I can't give relationship advice. I'm sorry. You'll have to um, do that research on your own. I'd like to begin with the topic of world geography. And I've noticed in my studies, just of history and, you know, um, of history, that you sometimes regions come up, not countries, not cities, not states, not empires, but regions. Sure. And I have here a list of famous regions. You've probably heard most or all of these. For maximum points, can you tell me where in the world these regions are? Brandon, don't lean back looking okay. so cool. Come on up to your desk. I want to soak it in. But yeah. Any chance I can just poach all of the questions by saying Earth? <laughs> uh, the Earth is big and round, like your grade, which is zero. Oh. How about this? Where would you find Alsace-Lorraine? Oh. France. Uh, betwixt France and Germany. And it has been a disputed border that also <laughs> produces Riesling wine for hundreds of years, my dear. Oh, what, Brandon, you've heard two answers. France, the region between France and Germany. Yeah, I don't know. You looked pretty excited when she answered, but uh, maybe you're just happy to have a new person here and you're delighted. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to teach when learning I, is occurring. I mean, I've got the name of a French queen. I'm just, I <laughs> might have some. But that's not an Alsace-Lorraine queen. Uh, it's true. Spain. Or is it? Spain. All right. Um, Alsace-Lorraine is located between France and Germany. Oh. So full points to Rob Spear. Uh, who is not full-blooded Alsacian, but is part. However, I will, gi- <gasps> I will give Christine partial credit because the majority of Alsace-Lorraine currently is located in France. 
Can I get a half a point for knowing that she had it right <laughs> by your expression <laughs> and agreeing with all of it? Uh, only on two conditions. If she gives you a point from her point. Okay. And B, you stop talking about magic. Okay. Uh, think oh. about it. Okay. That's a whole nother. I'll think about it, yes. but if we're like tied, you gotta yes. give it back. Fair Is enough. That a deal? Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to ask you one other question, two other questions about Alsace-Lorraine, just to, for you and my students listening at home. About how many people live in that region? Just approximately. Seven. Seven? Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough? There's just so much going on culturally. You should really experience the area. <laughs> it's overpopulated with 100,000. Um, you're all way under. There's nearly two million Alsace-Lorrainians. They briefly had their own country. In fact, but there's like two million Clevelandigans, yeah, whatever you're yeah. called here. So like, I'm, my answer was accurate. Northeast is... Ohioans, I would say, but um, Clevelanders. Yes, but you can't compare the United States to the rest of the world. That's not fair to the rest of the world. Uh, I don't know. Hasn't it been working out pretty well for us so far? <laughs> One other question: What language do they speak in Alsace-Lorraine? I'll say Alsacian French. Alsacian French, we have on the table. They speak Canadian. <laughs> Creole. Creole. Ooh, nice pull. Uh, Creole is, is a, a cute little answer, since Creole is like a phrase for blended languages. Yeah. But uh, it is a form of Ger German that they speak in Alsace-Lorraine. Mm. So it might be more like a dialect of German than a Creole language, but it's basically German. But so I still win, right? Um, you win a Creole strudel. I take it. Yeah, you don't no. get any points. That's just toast a uh, donut with <laughs> <laughs> uh, What part of the world will you find Transylvania? Uh, that would Eastern Europe. Or, we have a vote yeah. for Eastern Europe. Hungary. Hungary? Uh, yeah, Eastern Europe. Uh, well, Brandon is offered a country. It is contained in a country, uh, though not Hungary. Okay, okay. Uh, I will go Robin with Christine. Yugoslavia. You think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is just a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life and a spirit and a name. So yeah, I don't... So, so <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 was that from Pocahontas? Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> All right. Sorry, don't do more than four bars of a song we can't afford. Oh, we can. Right, licensing. <laughs> yes, licensing. Um, Tra Transylvania is a historic region in the central part of Romania. Uh, I did know. Where would you find um, the Peloponnese? On the Peloponnesian Islands, which yeah, are Hawaii. off the coast of, oh, let's say New Guinea. We have Hawaii, we have New Guinea. We're going to go with... Um... I know you know this because one of your favorite movies is set there. Well, we're going to go with Fiji <laughs> at that point. I didn't know one of your favorite movies was set in Fiji. Yeah, it's the Truman Show. I don't know. Um, is that where Porky's is really set? <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Um, it's just a classic. Yeah. It is a uh, large geographical region, largely considered a peninsula. That's the southern portion of Greece. Ah. And it is especially associated with ancient Sparta. Mm -hmm. And the war between Sparta and Athens was called the Peloponnesian War. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while there's something that's just like, oh, your brain knew those words, but they didn't know <laughs> yeah. what yeah. they meant. And, <laughs> well, that's brain. interesting. I have a classroom uh, pencil you can use to poke your brain if you think that will help. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that quick lesson in world geography reminded me of something George Bernard Shaw once said. Beware of false knowledge. It is more dangerous than ignorance. There certainly has been a lot of false knowledge well, on display yes. here so far. Yes, there, yeah. yes, there is. But you know what? I give each of us credit for false knowledge with bravado. <laughs> of just like, yeah, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to say this like I know what I'm talking you about. You each get one bonus bravado point. All right. Yeah. Yep. You can play a shoestring if you're sincere. John Coltrane said that. Okay? That's all I remember. Minus five points for shoestring references. You no, know, I'm going to need it later. Have you ever had shoes without shoestrings? Can you? I have not. I'm currently wearing shoes without shoestrings. Sorry, shoe I'm trying. <laughs> I just, I don't think there's ever a, a quote. Let's see, you, you quoted George Bernard Shaw. Yes. You quoted uh, who? Coltrane. 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 All right, I quoted Kanye. So. Uh, and I got Pocahontas. We've covered what? all of the all, Illuminati all of world cultures. Bases. The entire Illuminati yep. has been. <laughs> My students listening at home will know that a favorite theme of mine is the true history of things. Because sometimes in popular culture, people don't know the true history of things, mm -hmm. even though the thing itself might be common or somewhat common in culture. So I'd like to ask you this question In what century were Ouija boards developed? 1927. That is a very specific year, not a century, but I'll take it as an answer. 1927. Yeah, I will go with the uh, I will go with the 19th century. That uh, means the 1800s. Yes. Yes. Okay. I will also for for if I'm wrong, I want to give a, a little. Uh, do you have follow-up questions about this, by the way? Yes. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll, I'll hold. But well, so let's stick with the initial question. We have 1927, yeah. the 1800s, and Rob Spear. Uh, I wanted to go uh, like the late 1800s. I know I'm that. Dick, sure. who bid like 801 right? yeah. on the prices, right? But specifically, like, yeah, around well, like you, 1865. You get 10 bonus points for being the 1,000th person to compare this podcast to the prices, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now tell me how much this toilet paper okay. is. Okay. <laughs> um, did you want to add something about your guess, Brandon, or do you want to no, no, go forward and see where we're going? No, no, I think maybe you want to reserve it for later. Okay. Well, I out. will say... Um, the correct answer is the 1800s, and in fact, Rob Spear, the late 1800s. It was, in fact, invented in the year 1890. Oh. Right on. Do you know where it was invented? I, we can take country just to make it simple, I, but I, think it I have the exact city it was invented in as well. Uh, it was America. Feels yeah, American. it was America. Yes, it is America. How about this? Does anyone know the city? I'll go with Massachusetts. It's, That's a state, but good. Oh, I'm sorry. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, um, I want to say Ohio. I'll say also a state, I'll say but Boston. Ohio. I'll say Boston. Boston. Uh, I am going south. Uh, give it up, Savannah. Vote for Savannah. A a a city known with cultural mysticism. Haunted, cultural yeah. Haunting, mysticism. Yeah. The um, correct answer is Baltimore. Oh. They do murder people a lot, and they <laughs> do true. have to try to contact them. Yeah. So that's efficient. The word uh, Ouija is trademarked. It's a registered trademark of what company? Milton Berle. Yeah, yeah. Milton Bradley. Milton Berle. <laughs> I'm going to go with Milton Bradley. Now, we were close. You get uh, 1,000 bonus points for the cutest wrong answer That's of the, the day. That's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Milton Bradley on that. that I'm Milton Berle's legendary genitals. <laughs> but I, I piggybacked Brandon, you. I, I do want to say that... If you had said the right answer, you would have definitely got a bonus point. No, it's actually Parker Brothers. Oh. So it is a game board game company, yes. Yeah. But it's Parker I think Brothers. We're all pretty cute, though, right? Yes. <laughs> High degree of cuteness. And it, 
Is the next question what it means? Because I know what it means. And Ouija is spelled W-E-E-G-E-E, -E -E, right? No. J-E, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to be extra cute here for points. The, <laughs> the registered trademark by Parker Brothers is spelled O-U-I-J-A. Um, although, as a, you know, as a word, it could be phonetically spelled by different people, but the official spelling is what I just read. Um, the Milton Bradley version was the W-E-E <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ripoff. What do you think the word Ouija means? Yes, yes. It's French and German. Um, I have heard that, but I could not find anything that confirmed it. <gasps> I must say. You mean the History Channel lied to me? Um, I cannot Ooh, confirm or official. deny anything on the History Channel, although since most of their documentaries are about aliens, I'm uh, suspicious of the quote-unquote knowledge distributed by... Well, we're in Ohio. We know the astronauts come from here. I think you have more information than you're telling us. I do know what I think the word Ouija is actually based on, and it was not yes, yes. Your thoughts? It is uh, supposedly, I will add that in, a little wiggle room for yeah. the History Channel. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. But my research indicates that it's supposedly based on the Chinese word Fuji, F-U-J-I, which is a rap group. Claim, which is not a raptor. <laughs> a rap group. A rap group. Uh, Lauren Hill. Fuji. La. Okay. Wyclef Jean. Could be. Um, which is a Chinese practice that is sometimes claimed as a predecessor. Oh. Although, at, at that level, they, people say like the tradition of Ouija boards go back centuries or millennia. That's so basically not true. If you mean like a board with an alphabet and the placard or movable piece, that is the Ouija board. That does not go back centuries or millennia. There is, however, a similar mystical process which it's sometimes compared to. There's okay. a similar mystical, like, wheel that the cavemen have that we put on the car. So either your first couple of questions are lies or your second ones are, and I was right. I don't know. Hey, I never lie. <laughs> B minus 10 points for questioning the integrity of the teacher. Really conspiracy in yes. here. Are you referring to scrying by chance? Not scrying. Um, automatic writing automatic is what writing. it's usually compared oh. to. All right. People, one, through one medium or another, it could be pens, it could be sand, mm -hmm. um, it could be Ouija board, mm -hmm. you know, claim to be somehow channeling other powers that write things out. Sure. And then I'll stick to science, like phrenology. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, in 1886, which was before the boards were invented, there was a fad going across America, which was sometimes called a talking board, and which was probably the immediate predecessor. This is my last question about Ouija boards. Where, it was, I'll say 1886 was the first known report of talking boards, which a newspaper reported. There's this new thing called talking boards. Um, where, was, according to this report, where was talking boards, the parlor trick taking place? Lilydale. <laughs> um, it was in the United States, but I will say uh, my answer is one of the states. I think it's uh, New York, Yeah. right, by two sisters. You're thinking of the Happy Birthday song. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going New York as well. Christine, I'm so tense for your answer. 
Well, because my brain wants to say that it's Lilydale, but I don't know what city, what state Lilydale's in. I think you've just made up the word Lilydale. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it sounds like a lovely place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's like a it's cult. where the psychics are. That's not yeah. something from Alice in Wonderland, is it? No, it's a play. There's a documentary on it. It's uh, yeah, it's a like book? a group of. I told you to stop talking about a cult. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> she gets me going. I like brought it. up Ouija boards as a trap. That's true. See? That's true. That's yeah. true. You're right. I, that's in. Yeah. Five points for everybody because of the trap. Right. Yeah. Um, the f- earliest newspaper reports of the talking board parlor trick came out of Ohio. Oh. Which you had said Ohio earlier, which is why I was so tense as to whether so, or not. Can I, can I have that point now? Remember? I gave it to him. Can I have it back now? You two have to negotiate <laughs> after class. Yeah. You can't get drinks with him. I've tried. I've tried. I, have, do not. I have, at times been told that as an educator I sometimes rely on constructive criticism too much mm. and I should be a little more positive with my students. So to that end I hold in my hand a list of 101 random ways to praise your students <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you guys you care. <laughs> I guarantee you no teacher has ever told me that. <laughs> Alright. Um, I have uh, for our final official topic the name of a famous person. And I am going to tell you this name. I bet this name is actually famous enough that you will know what this person is famous for. What is Tenzing famous for? Uh, hot dog eating champion. <laughs> we have one vote for hot dog eating champion. Yep. Is that a last name or an Asian name? Yeah, see, I was going ping pong, and then you said Asian, you made it racist, you. <laughs> no, no, because in some cultures, the name order first, given name, yeah. family name, comes right. in different orders. I know what you mean. I will just say uh, the person's full name is Tenzing Norgay, but in pop culture, he is often referred to as simply Tenzing. And it is a non-English word, so I'm not 100% sure if that's a cool. given name or a family name. All right. Uh, what, is, what is Tenzing famous for? Um, I'm going to say, uh, with that name, either furniture designer or DJ. Because <laughs> it sounds Icelandic. Icelandic yeah. DJ or furniture designer. What do you I'm think, I'm going Christine? with like some kind of rock or pop, maybe like a Swedish pop group. Or like a synth. Yeah, like a synthy okay. ace it's, of bass. It's interesting you would say rock, because it does have something to do with rocks. Rock eating champion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he got the points. And I will give you another clue. He is one of the most famous sidekicks in history. If I told you who he was sidekicking for, you would know... Uh, Eric the Red. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Wait, uh, the, the, Dwayne that was Rock Kit. Johnson. Because he said it had <laughs> something to do with the rocks. rocks. <laughs> um, let's see, the sidekick of something with yeah. rocks. I'm only thinking of literal rocks. Well, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of geologists typically have big posses and stuff to roll he, with. He was Emotep's sidekick architect. What Tenzing and his partner, and his partner never felt that he was a sidekick. He thought he was an equal partner in what they were doing. But because his partner, uh, just to give you a clue, shall we say, was white, his partner was recognized as a hero, and Tenzing was recognized as a sidekick. George Wallace. No. I like the way you think, though, because he was Um, white. Yes, he was. (laughs) (laughs) 
the, um, there's a date on which these two men did something <coughs> very famous. They, the Berlin Wall. Um, or taking down a, a, a statue or a... 1953 is the year that they accomplished an amazing feat that is still recognized. The Wall um, of China. Breaking the sound barrier. <laughs> going into space. I don't know. I was on, like, cornflakes or something. Uh, buzzwords here. Um, yes. The, his partner, who's the more famous of the Alan duo, Freed. is actually from the country of New Zealand. So what famous New Zealander did something in the 50s with a famous sidekick? Frodo and Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> uh, get a little penicillin, that'll clear that right up. Um, <clears throat> this is where I, I sound way too American. I don't know, what what is New Zealand famous for? Um, the Lord of the soccer. Rings. Well, my students listening at home will know something about me, which is that I lived in New Zealand for many years. Oh, so, so I got But this particular person is famous beyond like just a national hero. This person is like a recognized international hero slash celebrity that all three of you the and Tasmanian every student listening at home. He no. was the first monkey shot in a space. <laughs> Okay, no. that's racist. If, if only that were correct, I would give you an extra prize for being such a wonderful answer. His partner was Sir Edmund Hillary, who um, did what? Summited Everest. Gold star uh, Rob Spear. You are um, correct. Nice. Yeah, but that's really sad that it's like, oh no, I know that guy. Just not the other <laughs> guy. guy. Correct. That, uh, None of my teachers decided to tell me about. That was um, the theme of this question, was that... Yeah. Who let his partner eat him when they <laughs> yeah. reached the top, and we don't hear about it. Even him. Sir Hillary thought of Tanzig as his like partner. Like they Together, they summited yeah. Mount Everest. But almost immediately, like the world press said, Sir Edmund Hillary summoned it, and he had a Sherpa carrying his stuff. Mm. Which but is, you never hear... I mean, whenever you talk about Lewis and Clark and um, Sanford... Yes. Uh, <laughs> they never, never mentioned... Um, Tenzig is um, from Nepal, by the way. So he was a, a Sherpa. So people help people climb the mountains there. Now, they were actually part of a very large expedition. I'll just uh, mention this as a quick digressionary foot point. But it was called the Hunt Exposition because the leader was called John Hunt. And there were over, and this sort of surprised me when I found this, 400 people in that expedition. So you think like Sir Edmund Hillary and his sidekick, his partner, Tenzig, climbing this mountain. That's not what it was. Like, 400 people were slowly going up the mountain. A... Man, Bear Gryllis looks way cooler now. Yes. Yeah. Is he, was he just, the, like, at the beginning of the pack, and that's um, why? Or well, why? a couple of days before, which the exact date was May 29th, so in, the, in late May, they were near the top, and there were several teams, like pairs, that were looking for ways to get to the summit. And then Sir Edmund and Tenzig were one of those pairs, and they set out on a particular, maybe we can get to the top this way path. Uh -huh. And they were the ones that got there first. Huh. I just want to say there was, an, there was another interesting trivia fact about Sir Edmund Hillary, who of course was a kind of international hero and celebrity. Twice in his life, he missed a flight, like a commercial airline flight, that went down. Whoa. An airline flight going down, you know, that's not that common of occurrence. And so someone even missing one would be, like, rare. Yeah. But he actually missed two different, like, flights he was supposed to be on mm -hmm. 
that he didn't get on. It's probably because of his annoying sidekick <laughs> distracting yeah. him. You know, we need yeah. to get a, a Cinnabon before and then they miss their flight. And... Uh, after you are supposed to be on two planes that go down, <laughs> I'm not your sidekick anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Hey, we're flying to Toledo. Exactly. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> the hunt expedition had over 400 people, 362 porters, 20 Sherpa guides, and 10,000 pounds of baggage. <laughs> wow. Wow. Emotional? Yes. <laughs> Including. Funnily, he had a job for a while working for Air New Zealand as being on flights to New Zealand as like a celebrity that would tell people about New Zealand during the flight. Wow. Huh. Wow. So he did fly a lot. You're saying this is before so or after he... So on airplanes, huh? <laughs> Escaped yeah. Mount Everest. It, he did this after? Yeah, this was after. So no, this... Nobody paid him to do this. <laughs> yeah, he just... <laughs> he told, just, if he was ever on a plane, he would just, just stand up... Just annoyed the crap yeah, out of people. Stories. Just told stories of his tales. And... You guys ever heard of Mount Everest? Oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's almost time for me to tally your final grades and determine the winner of today's classroom prize, the Golden Banana. Mm-hmm. But before I do, I'm going to give you each one more chance to improve your grade in the form of extra credit. An extra credit will be, I'm about to give you a topic. I want my students listening at home to know that none of the students here know what the topic is until I tell them. And then you each get an opportunity to edify us with facts or trivia about the topic. Great. All right. You understand? Yep. Yes. Okay. So today's topic is the solar system. So tell us an interesting trivia fact or point or comment about the solar system. Well, if I may. Um, Brandon, you go first. Yes, I, uh, I once spoke on the phone with Neil deGrasse Tyson for one hour. Wow. That's my fact. That's a little bit more about you than about the solar system. I think, though, <laughs> the interview that we had, though, it was a good, um, there's a good bit of information in that. And also light speeds like 186,000 miles per hour. I'm going to have like to that. say, so gonna... for having a one-hour uh, conversation with Neil deGrasse Tyson, you are the winner of today's Nerd Prize. Nerds! <gasps> Congratulations, Brandon Strauss. Yes! I, will, I will take that. I will take that. I'd like to ask you one question. Yeah. Is that still online? Oh, yeah. So for a free plug for Brandon, you can look up his conversation with Neil deGrasse Tyson on YouTube. B.M. Stroud is my username oh. and Neil deGrasse Tyson interview part one, part two, part three. Is it on, is yeah. it on YouTube? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's on there. Awesome. Excellent. All right, uh, Christine so, and Rob. Solar system facts. Yes. Uh, yeah. are, well, the sun is a mass of incandescent gas. <laughs> yes. A gigantic yes, nuclear furnace where yes, hydrogen is. is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Like that song? I, no? All right. <laughs> um, the sun Don't do more than four is bars. so large uh, that if it were hollowed out, more than 30 Earths could fit inside. I would suspect that that is a conservative estimate, but I will give you 30 bonus Earth points for that. Um, Christine, tell us a fact about uh, the solar system. I was going to go with, uh, originally, when the Babylonians were going about... Uh, forming Western, what we know now as Western astrology, we were actually 30 degrees away mm-hmm. from where we are now. So right. uh, what we call, say, Leo season mm-hmm. has nothing to do with 
uh, where the stars right. actually are. Right. Um, I will give you five bonus points for that. However, do you know why? What has caused the change? The wobble. Okay. I'd like to give my nerd point it, uh, <laughs> to her. Is that possible? Again, you're what, just impressed. She said Babylonians. Babylonians. <laughs> whatever, whatever transactions take place during recess is between the students. Fair enough. Yes, yes. Uh, yes the Earth has a, a wobble. It yeah. takes thirty-two thousand years approximately to execute, and in the thousands of years that have gone by, it has shifted enough that the original constellations that were identified. That is very correct. All right. Uh, unfortunately for you, I'm a Virgo, and Virgos don't believe in astrology. As a rule, I know, every freaking time. But to make that argument to me, you have to believe in it, so I want my points. Ironic, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Talk about think? belief. That, that's a postmodern deconstructive pedagogical <laughs> strategies. <laughs> you, were, you unlearn false informations through other false informations, ironically, and no one knows what the hell you're talking about at that point. All right. Well, so it remains for me, your teacher, to award today's coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. And the winner of today's prize, with the highest grade and most points, Christine Marie. Ah! <laughs> oh, my ride home is going to suck. Let's face it, it was going to suck either way. It's yeah. true. So, so that just remains for me to thank you, thank Christine. You. Hey, thanks for letting me win, guys. Brandon? Yes, thank you so much. I The nerd award, I needed it. <laughs> I needed something. And Rob? I, I thank you. I didn't win anything. That's <laughs> fine. I'll it's get you cool. some chicken wings later. There you Can go. I get another drink? <laughs> so, uh, it just remains for me, your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, to thank all of you for attending class today and for listening at home. Thank you. Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Steven Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe.